I was reading an Associated Press article, and here's a quote. Charles Denson's face brightened as a speckled Australian shepherd named Bart cuddled next to his hospital bed. You've got a pretty coat, the 51-year-old heart patient says while stroking Bart's soft fur. Now, what's going on here? Why would there be a dog in a cardiac unit? Well, with me to discuss a relatively new field, a new profession, pet-assisted therapy, is a national pioneer of this therapy, Pearl Salata. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm honored to be with you. Yeah, now you've written one book and you're writing another one right now on pet-assisted therapy, a loving intervention in an emerging profession? Yes, and my first book has contributions from about 37 pet therapists around the country. Very interesting, and you're also giving courses, aren't you? Yes, I teach at the Community College of Rhode Island a certificate program, a three-course certificate program in professional pet-assisted therapy, and anyone who would like information on the courses can call me at 734-1888 or any lifelong learning office of any of the CCRI campuses. And that's in Rhode Island, 401. Rhode and these Island. are these are also there are also pet therapists um, across the country too. So let me begin by asking you, what is pet assisted therapy? Pet assisted therapy is the profession by which teams, a pet assisted therapy facilitator, paired with their family credentialed family therapy pet, the team go into nursing homes, schools, hospices shelters uh, for battered women, for homeless women and children, agencies for individuals with disabilities or mental health issues. The team of the person and the pet who have been educated in the field go in and make a difference in, in the patient's life or the child's life or the senior's life or whatever population the pet therapy Now, I'm curious, what types of pets are used? We work with primarily dogs, but the bottom line is whatever pet the patient or the child or the senior loves. My they son love- would have loved snakes. What are you going to do with that one? <laughs> Nothing. No, I don't work with snakes, although I did once see, see a gentleman in New York who had a snake wrapped around his neck, and he had about 50 troubled teenagers absolutely enwrapped. I'll bet. I'll bet. But uh, primarily the pets that we work with are dogs. We do work with some cats. We also work with bunnies and guinea pigs. If the pet therapist has a cat who's friendly and loves strangers and can pass a temperament test, then hopefully that kitty will So how, how are they trained? Um, dogs go through dog training classes, um, obedience classes, also classes in pet therapy skills to acclimate the dogs to, to fire alarms and school bells and wheelchairs and walkers and all that kind of thing. Um, also, in, in my course here at CCRI, we also have a professional internship where the student and the pet have to do 50, 5 hours under a pet therapy mentor at, at a nursing home. We have three sites in Rhode Island, training sites. Yeah. I'm interested in hearing one of your favorite stories. One of my favorite stories was when I was with my dog, DJ, at a nursing home in New York, and I had just been in the field about maybe two years, and there was a lady in that nursing home who had lost both legs to diabetes, and she had refused to learn to move her wheelchair with her arm. So as a result, she was completely dependent on the staff to move her around from her room at the nursing home to the activity room to the dining room to wherever. And 
she fell in love with my dog, DJ, DJ meaning dog of joy, who was my first pet that I worked with for 12 years. DJ was a Samoyed. After I had seen this woman for several weeks and she had fallen in love with DJ, I spotted her as I was coming in the activity room, and she saw me, and she said, Pearl, are you coming over here? And I said, Sally, you can come to me. And she said, you know I can't move my wheelchair with my arms. I said, well, why don't you try? And she said, you know I can't. And I said, you know what, Sally? DJ and I are going to wait right here. As long as it takes you, don't hurry. We will wait. It took her about 45 minutes to move her wheelchair about 25 feet to the other side to the entrance of the activity room. Meanwhile, all the doctors and nurses were standing around with tears in their eyes. He's dumbfounded. But, but the end of the story is that after that, this woman, she was able to move her wheelchair all around the nursing home to visit her friends in the other rooms. How, and what get, a breakthrough. Yeah, and it was simply her love for DJ that had motivated her. And that's what professional pet therapy is. When the pet therapist knows the person's needs, what the doctor and staff are working on with the patient, and the pet therapist tries to fit into that treatment plan. Right, Individual treatment-based pet-assisted therapy. Right. And, of course, the goal for this woman was to move her wheelchair with her arms. Right, and I saw one case that I read online where... Uh, a woman was calmed down. She was having erratic heart palpitations in a oh, cardiac unit. Yes. And they used a dog, and it just shifted her focus, and she calmed down, and her heart stabilized. Absolutely. Now, for another person, they may freak out with that, but, I mean, for her, she loved animals, and I guess they knew that. Cause she, you had told me over the, when we talked earlier that you would never go into a room, even like in a nursing home, if one patient didn't like animals. Absolutely not. So we you're very respectful of the people. At the same nursing home, DJ, a, a lady whom I will name Susie, had fallen in love with DJ also. And this lady had aphasia. She had had a stroke, and she couldn't speak. And, again, the treatment goal for this woman was that she should learn to speak again or be able to speak. Um, and, unfortunately, the hospital staff had given up. The nursing home staff had given up on her, and so had her family. They'd even taken her out of speech therapy. They thought she would never speak again. That was it. Well, one day, I let DJ jump on the chair next to this lady's wheelchair, and DJ only jumped on the chair because it was part of our professional pet-assisted therapy guidelines where pets in that particular nursing home were allowed to jump on a particular chair that was safe, an upholstered chair, so they could get on eye level with the patient. Interesting. However, what happened was that... um, This lady, Susie, was holding DJ's paw, and DJ kept giving her paws alternately, her front paws. And I finally said to her, Susie, are you DJ's friend? And she said, yes. She nodded yes, because she couldn't speak. And then I said, is DJ your friend? And she nodded yes, because she couldn't speak. And then I said to her, Susie, can you say friend? And I'm I'm sure everyone in the audience can guess the end of the story. She did say friend. And again, it was a breakthrough. Because of her love for DJ and the emotion of the moment that she was feeling, she was willing to put that extra effort. And did she start talking after that? Well, she started saying a few words, and after that, they did put her back in speech therapy. Wonderful. You know, my mother-in-law had a stroke, but she had a dog she loved named Kippy, and I think if you had brought that dog in, she wouldn't have gone the same route as this woman. I think that she would have found a voice to say something. And so I think that this is a wonderful field. It's a new profession. And could you give your website if people want to get in touch with you? This is Pearl Salato. Yes, my website is DJPPA. 
And again, my phone number that anyone's welcome to call is 401-734-1888. And I do teach at the Community College of Rhode Island um, through the Lifelong Learning Office. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope to hear more from you. Thank you so much, Thank you, Pearl. Take care. So therapists are certainly being creative nowadays. Pet-assisted therapy, imagine that. So think about things that are important in your life. That's what we focus on. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I look forward to being with you every week at this very same time. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. I be laughing a bit too loud. Oh, I never heard no one. I'll be back. Hey, Michelle, how was PTA tonight? Great, except for math. Jamie's math teacher says that she failed her last algebra exam. It was the same with our Kevin. But thanks to Math Made Easy, he's made a complete turnaround. How does it work? Math Made Easy engages students with easy-to-follow explanations. Over one million students have boosted their grades thanks to Math Made Easy. Math Made Easy. Here's the number. It's 1-800-USA-MATH. Or you can visit mathmadeeasy.com. 1-800-USA-MATH. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. Partners need to communicate constantly, but no one wants a partner who chatters incessantly about nothing in particular. This drives one crazy, and it leads to tuning out. And if the jabbering consists of criticism, the tuning out occurs even faster. Tell your partner about things that happen to you during the day, being aware of what events might be most interesting. Talk about things you've read or heard, memories of your childhood, ideas for future vacations, recent experiences, news items, personal longings, ideas about morality, interesting relatives, your children, new movies or books. The possibilities are endless. Be creative. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.